Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. So the other day I was uh, ready, getting ready to go out and I had this key in my pocket and I took it out and um, I, then I remembered that I had to get all these other things before I left. So I ran around, did all the things and then I'm trying to remember where I left the key <laughs> and I can't find it for flipping ages. I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, you know, is it where the keys always, you know, uh, am I, did I put it on the kitchen bench? Is it in the bathroom? Is it in the fridge? I'm getting desperate and I just cannot find the flipping key. I have no idea where it is. Anyway, um, we'll get back to that story later. In Leviticus, where Pastor Phil was talking about earlier, um, let's just read a scripture there about the presence of God. We've been doing a series on the presence of God, and it's been awesome, but I have missed out on a fair few of them, and I'm keen to get on online and and hear the podcasts. Um, I hope this message brings something a little fresh on the presence of God. So if you're turning with me, we can go to Leviticus chapter 16 um, and we'll start at verse 2. Now I've got my mini Bible. I should have brought my magnifying glass, but I, th- I think I'll be all right. Here we go. Are you ready? The Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron not to come whenever he chooses into the most holy place behind the curtain in front of the atonement cover on the ark or else he will die because I appear in the cloud over the atonement cover. This is how Aaron is to enter the sanctuary area. So if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, um, Aaron is the priest and he's, um, he's getting keen to, to go into the presence of God and, and he's got to f- abide by all these things to get in there because he will die if he doesn't. Um, do these things. So, picking it back up in verse 3, this is how Aaron is to enter the sanctuary area with a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He is to put on the sacred linen tunic with linen undergarments next to his body. He is to tie the linen sash, excuse me, around him and put on the linen turban. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself with water before he puts them on. From the Israelite community, he is to take two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself in his household. Then he is to take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He is to cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot falls to the Lord and sacrifice it, sacrifice it for a sin offering. 
But the goat chosen by Lot as the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to be used for making atonement by sending it into the desert as a scapegoat. Aaron shall bring the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household, and he is to slaughter the bull for his own sin offering. He is to take a censer full of burning coals from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of finely ground fragrant incense and take them behind the curtain. He is to put the incense on the fire before the Lord and the smoke of the incense will conceal the atonement cover above the testimony so that he will not die. Um, So that's a little bit of what Aaron had to do to get into the presence of God. Um, It goes on for another 20 verses about all the other stuff he had to do, but we just don't have that much time to talk about goats and bulls and, um, and all that stuff. What, an, what a mission. Um, and also, I don't know if you remember it at the start, but uh, Moses was saying, mate, you can't just go in there whenever you want either. It can only be one time a year that you get to go behind the curtain and enter the presence of God. Crazy, hey? Um, from... Those days, fast forward a few thousand years, and here comes Jesus Christ. Wow, Jesus Christ. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords brings a completely new era into fruition, not only reconciling us back into right relationship with God, He paid the price for us to live and walk in the very presence of the living God just as it was always intended to be. When men were created, we, we were able to walk in the presence of God in the garden. It's a beautiful image. Um, we were never separated from God's presence, but due to sin and, and our fall and our funny humanness, um, we, we sort of lost privilege to be in that awesome presence of God. Um, it had to get actually veiled behind a curtain and it was only the priest that could go in there once a year and to do it he had to do so many things even wear the right clothes like today it might be the equivalent of putting on a pink shirt man is that right and and wedding shoes or something i don't know um and the top button must be done otherwise you will surely die um, shivers, I know. Um, let's just go to Matthew 27. Uh, man, what a. If I had to wear a pink shirt, I think I would die every time. No, no, I love pink shirts. They just don't suit me. Um, Matthew 27, verse 45. If you want to come with me, that'd be great. And we'll go through to 53. From the sixth hour until the... Oh, can I just set the scene too before I go on? Jesus Christ, the saviour of the world, is just about to surrender his life to death on, on the cross. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. I'm not going to try and get that pronunciation great, so I'll tell you what it means. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, 
they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with uh, wine vinegar, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. They say it was a foot thick too, that curtain. A foot thick curtain. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus. Res- uh, they came out of the tombs and after Jesus' resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. I just want to read um, verse 51 again, keeping in mind what Aaron had to do to enter the presence of God. I just want to read 51 again. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. The presence of God was released from behind the curtain. No longer veiled behind a curtain, it rushed out into the world. Um, And that's an incredible, incredible thing. Imagine, I don't know if we actually can fathom what it was like to live before that curtain ripped. Do you think it would feel different? Sometimes I think like that. Would it have felt different? Would there have been like this extra void in my life? I don't know. I don't know. It's a crazy thought. The curtain was ripped. The presence of God went out. Um, Then you see in verse 52 and 53, you see... um, how it says these, these old saints come out. And I don't know about you, but when you think about the saints coming out um, from the ground, do you just get this? I always get that mindset. And I, whenever I read it, I can just see them. Like, I just imagine it. That's how I like to imagine it. They all start doing this dance and, um, and they appeared before many people. I reckon that anyway. I love that imagery, but I don't know if it's right. But... Um, Jesus paid the price for us to live in the presence of God. No longer kept behind a curtain, God's presence was let loose into the world. The presence of God is now accessible for those who put their faith in Jesus. No longer do we have to kill a bull or wear a pink shirt or do whatever. We have free access into the presence of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, God's presence is an awesome place to be in. I don't know if you uh, agree with me, but I find that in God's presence, everything is okay. Everything is okay. Um, In God's presence, we find every bit of nourishment our soul needs. In His presence, we find amongst many other things, comfort, stability, courage. I also find that we find love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and the list goes on, all in the presence of God. All these things flood your innermost being, isn't it good? And not only does it give our soul everything it needs, but we also find that in the presence of God, uh, that's where 
people are healed from, from sickness. Our body gets what we need. In the presence of God, um, Israel wandered through the desert for 40 years and the presence of God supplied them with food and, and drink as well. There's, you know, everything we need can be found in the presence of God. Um, so we can find love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness. And for some of you that know your Bible, you'll be thinking, that sounds familiar. All of those words together sound familiar. And if you turn with me to Galatians 5.22, we'll read that verse and the next one. And it says in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let's just skip to verse 25 actually as well because I just find this, this blew me away this verse. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Love that verse. So the Holy Spirit amongst many other things in our life is the personal presence of God that we have access to through faith in Jesus Christ. When we're, when we're saved, the Holy Spirit actually enters our life. The moment we give our life to Jesus Christ through faith, the Holy Spirit fills our life and we have access to the presence of God. Phenomenal stuff. Um, the Bible tells us that at the moment we placed our faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and sets up shop in our, in our heart. Um, and as Christians, we have the presence of God available to us at all times. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. All this talk about the presence of God, it's like, it's amazing, it's incredible, we find everything we need. Um, but I find that I really rarely feel like I'm in it. You know, like... It's, you, you do your normal day and it's like, oh, I'd really love to be feeling that presence of God, but how do we do it? We have a relationship with God through faith and, and we have to realize that we have the Holy Spirit with us and the Holy Spirit is inside of us and he, and he wants to lead us and guide us and if we keep in step with the Holy Spirit in our life, you'll find that the presence of God is really tangible. Um... So yeah, if I could get, um, who have I got? The, who are my boys that are going to bring up? Ollie, can you please bring up the whiteboard? I know that Garth and, and many others have used the whiteboard and it's like, it looks really cool. I won't be able to do as good a job as that. I'm actually going to make it a little bit more fun. A little bit more fun. Um, I'm not the greatest teacher, you know. I see Candice in her perfect writing and she has a good... This is just fun, okay? We'll have a look at this. Um, and so we live in the world, right? That'll come up onto this red carpet. Hey, guys, that'd be awesome. Please, up there, if you could, that would be so good. I know it's going to take muscles, but if everyone could stop looking at that and look at me, I'm like looking at the crowd and everyone's like... <laughs> so I'm still here. Oh, wait, this is, a, this is a logistical nightmare. Luke, what have you done? Frank, you... Frank, you, you're ruining it. You've absolutely wrecked it. Oh, let's go home now, everyone. Don't worry. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to do a quick little adjustment. 
to the to the Frank. Um, let's get this right. Uh, that goes like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, that looks awkward. Here we go. And we're almost there, church. <laughs> uh, I think we're good. I think we're good. So we have this life that we're facing um, with God when we become a Christian and we enter into the world each new day and, and we find that there's this reality inside of the presence of God where there's everything we need, there's, there's hope, there, there's joy, there's peace, there's love, there's, there's everything we need. But then we're also faced with the reality that the world would project at us and there's a lot of stuff that comes along with that. You know what I mean? There's all sorts of crap and... I find that sometimes it's like this. Um, I don't know if everyone can read that from here, but you might go into your day, starting the day, you, get, you know you're going to go to work, and you know it's going to be a hectic day. There's a lot of teachers here. You know that that snotty kid that's always beating other guys up, something terrible's happened to him, so he's going to be fired up. Or you might be going to the construction site, and you know that the... Um, the site manager is just going to be on the rampage this morning because the project's behind about a month and he just wants to crack skulls, get this job done. So we start freaking out about the day and sometimes we get a little anxious. So we might find our day starts with a bit of anxiety. Um, and that's not really something that's really cool. That, you won't find that in the presence of God, let me, let me assure you. So, you might go along, you might see that um, Andrew Flaxman has just bought a classic 75 uh, Porsche 911, and you're like, oh, damn, I really wish I had one of those. Um, you might get a little envy. I don't know. You might get a little envy. Um, what are some other things that we face in the day? You know about this guy that you're at school, and he wants to beat you up because you, 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 you took his footy card the other day, and... Um, you never gave it back, so you know he's going to come after you, and he's heaps bigger than you. So you might um, have a little bit of fear, I don't know, uh, just making up these on the spot, I bet you can't tell. If you fight the bully, you might find yourself in a little bit of pain. That worked well, Luke. Um, sometimes we got some bills coming up, and it's like, man, I've got all these bills. And I'm really freaking out about how I'm going to pay them. And we start to get into this uh, false reality of lack that we think we're in, that this world is projecting to us. Um, and we can get slack. We can get slack. Um, also, what else? Um, God's got this dream for you, and it, it might be that you're going to be in Africa, but you just signed the contract to another job that you thought was a God thing, but you weren't sure, and the contract lasted two years, and you thought you are going to Africa, but then now you're starting to doubt whether or not God is going to fulfill that promise. Um, See, all of these things, we're finding that we're slowly losing concentration, we're, we're losing focus um, on the Holy Spirit and what He's saying in our life, and we're just starting to get so, we're like, where, where's the presence of God? And 
and then so uh, you want to, you, you actually finally get a um, Porsche 911 from the year 75, but then you want another one, so you might be getting a little greedy. Um, you won't be like that in the presence of God. Um, and then you, you're still doing life, and, and what do you find? You find that life just brings so much of this outside of the presence of God. And there's one more there. I don't know if you ever feel like you ever get a fear of, of death or, or, you know, but death is just another thing that isn't in the presence of God. And so, you know, um, we, we can get so consumed by all of these things and we wonder to ourselves, where the heck is the presence of God in my life? And so, you know, those keys that I was trying to find, it suddenly dawned on me. They were in my freaking hand the whole damn time. Don't you hate that? I, I, I know I do. I, I really do. And so, sometimes we don't realize things as they really are because we get so consumed by what the world would project and then all of a sudden, we find this moment where we stop and we realize something. And that is that, like the keys in my hand, God never left us. His presence has always been there. And you might hear him say something like this. I am always... Here for you. I am always here for you. Amongst all that stuff that the world is trying to throw at you, we get so consumed in it, you know. It's only when we stop and we realize that the presence of God, where we, we thought we lost along the road, we forgot that He's there always. And when we listen, when we start, take our focus off the realities that the world would project, we hear a voice and we realize that God is always here for us. Um, I remember a time I went on holidays with my dad. And I was, it, was, it was a long, long time ago. And... Um, <laughs> It was when I was learning to ride a push bike without uh, training wheels. And um, so I remember the training wheels come off. I remember the road, it was like bitumen road with loose rocks everywhere and it was pretty scary. Um, I'd had a, a, a tried it before and I, I didn't come off too bad but it was, it was pretty shaky but anyway. Um, I was saying to Dad, I need you to um, be with me here. I need you 
with me on this. I'm, I'm too afraid, you know what I mean? I need you to make sure that you, you're with me. So we start off and he's, he's got my seat like this and he's walking me along and I'm starting to ride and I'm starting to go, oh, okay, I'm doing this. I've got this. I've got this. And then I started to pick the speed up, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this feels awesome. And I started going faster and faster. And then a car comes out. <laughs> I don't know if I'd, I didn't know if I had sort of sorted out turning yet. You know what I mean? I, got, I felt like I was starting to get the straight line thing happening. And this car came out, and then another car came out. One was coming towards me, and the other one was sort of like going the way that um, I sort of needed to go. And I was going fast by this stage, or well, at least I thought it was fast. And um, I know we're running out of time. I'm going to finish it so soon. And um, I was like, flip. And in my head, I'm going, Dad, I need you right here. Where are you? And so I said, Dad, where are you? And I was expecting to hear his voice back in the distance saying, oh, man, I'm back here. But I heard he was like right here. I was like, yep, I'm right here. Where are you? Are you here? Yeah, I'm right here. Um, sometimes we're in life and it's like, flip, I'm faced with all this stuff. God, where are you? Seriously, where are you? And he's right there saying, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Don't focus on these things. You enter my presence by faith in Jesus Christ. You don't do it by works. You don't do it by putting on a pink shirt, doing all the right things. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. God is always with us. Always with us. Um, Deuteronomy 31.6, God tells us something pretty profound um, and he's actually telling us to never, ever get overwhelmed in the circumstances of life. Don't be overwhelmed because he promises something. He says in that, in that passage, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So this presence of God that I was talking about, we have access to it at all times through faith in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we think it's not there. Sometimes we forget where it is. And then we realize that we're holding the key and it's, it's right in our hand. You know what I mean? And so we get focused on all the crap, but then we stop and we realize that He is always there for us. And when we're freaking out in life sometimes and we go, you know, are you even here? Yep, I'm right here. Thank you, God. Let's stand to our feet. I just want to pray. If every eye could be closed, that'd be great. So Lord, let us not get overwhelmed by the worries of the world and let us live in step with your Holy Spirit, enjoying the very presence of God. Lord, teach us to take our eyes off the, off the world and, and teach us to fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. And Father God, I thank you so much that when Jesus Christ paid for our sin, he also 
ripped the curtain. The curtain was ripped, Lord God, and we were able to just bask in your presence every moment of every day. We are never alone, Lord God. Thank you that you never, ever, ever leave us nor forsake us. At, at, at times we forget where he is. I pray that the next time that you forget where God is, that you would be, he, that you would remember that he's right there with you. He never left you, never left you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's it, church. Um, I just really hope and pray, because I find that I get in that spot so many times. Where are you, God? I pray that we would always remember that he's with us, always. Thank you, church. enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.